When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz. And for time-saving purposes, man, my guy Nando Vila is in the car. From podcasting driving. while driving. Yeah, podcasting while driving. Like a, I'm like a right-wing YouTuber. You know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> totally illegal. I mean, totally legal, excuse me. Totally kosher. We have no problem with yeah. it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, my hat is crooked. I don't know if the hat is crooked or the camera is, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, today wanted to talk about wanted to get into some soccer stuff with Ronaldo and the Saudis that I think is hilarious and just weird. We're just in a weird place with sports these days. Uh, definitely want to talk about the Brazilian fake insurrection that <laughs> happened. The kind of people who were like. Waving pom-poms about it out here, I think is interesting. And just as an event, I find it interesting. But last week, we talked about uh, Kevin McCarthy <laughs> being publicly embarrassed and flogged by his colleagues in the Republican sector of the House of Representatives uh, on the 15th vote, Nando, <laughs> six of these Freedom Caucus cats just voted present so that he could reach the threshold. Even when they gave up, it was still like not voting for you type shit, yeah. which I just thought yeah. was the ultimate exercise in unnecessary pettiness. But yeah, Kevin McCarthy gets to be the, the Speaker of the House. I feel like He's one of the weakest speakers of the house we've ever seen in our lives. Oh, yeah. um, not just by the nature of the vote, but like these fools made him put in stipulations that was like, yo, if one guy doesn't like you, they get to hold it to a vote. Yeah. To kick you it's like, it's crazy the amount of sacrifices he's made. I wonder what these, what they'll even be able to do, even though they don't have the Senate. Obviously, Biden is the president, but, but like, what can they even do with this weak ass majority? I mean, I guess they can, like, since they control the committees and shit, they can, um, they can, like, launch these, like, little investigations. Like, mm -hmm. they have, they have the ability to, like, launch investigations, yeah, into, like, Hunter Biden or, you know, like, it's too bad Trey thing. Gowdy retired, man. <laughs> Cause yeah. he love a bullshit committee, boy. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just remembered we were together when McCarthy finally got it. We were out to dinner. Uh, oh, yes, drunk. yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then all of a sudden we got a little alert. It's like, oh, we just poured one out for. for, <laughs> for our McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's he's a remarkably weak speaker. Uh, they he he won't be able to he won't even be able to do like bad stuff as effectively as 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 another as like say someone like John Boehner did or whatever when he was speaker. Um, it's just that 
it's because he, you know, because there's such a thin margin and because they're <laughs> these fucking psychos in the Freedom Caucus. Um, it reminds me a little bit of when Obama and Boehner did the grand bargain, which would have been mm-hmm. fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like it would have been the worst, like it would have immediately made Obama like one of the worst presidents in, in the history mm-hmm. of America. You know what I mean? And this is something that he wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. It was this grand bargain to basically cut uh, social security, all and, kinds you know, of austerity, all, all kinds of austerity that would have been just absolutely disastrous. That was defeated, not by the left or liberals or anything like that. Everyone, <laughs> it was defeated by the Tea Party, who didn't think it was austere enough. So similar dynamic will happen. Like in a normal world. Say the Republicans had the majority. This happens every time there's a Democratic president with mm-hmm. the Republican majority. Because like, they know, love cutting deals with the with the Republicans. They, they just love, love it. Deal. They love it. They love it, folks. They because they it. get to do what they want to do anyway. Ultimately, which is all of this austere bullshit. And then they get to say, "Look, folks, look how bipartisan I am. Yeah. I'm so fucking bipartisan. I'm yeah. reaching across the aisles. I'm cutting deals. I'm yeah. I'm so pragmatic. I'm such a great politician. They love that yeah. shit. So there was the grand bargain, Boehner and Obama, but then like less known, but equally, if not more consequential was in the last year of Bill Clinton's presidency, he cut a deal with the Republicans to privatize Social Security. To turn Social Security, the one fucking decent thing our government like, does, <laughs> uh, that when you're old, you get a fucking check, you know, yep. no questions asked. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, the one nice thing, yep. The one kind of nice thing uh, that they wanted to privatize it, which would have been just like an absolute disaster. Just, absolute disaster. Um, that was derailed because of the Monica Lewinsky thing. So, like, Monica wow. Lewinsky saved Social Security. The Tea Party <laughs> saved, uh, you know, uh, us from the grand bargain. Uh, and now Matt Gates and these Freedom Caucus psychos—they're going to save us from Biden's stupidity. Biden would, yeah, he would want to cut a deal with yeah. McCarthy about something awful. Yep, you know? easily. Um, but now, because any deal with Biden means it's like a Satanist. Uh, you know, child ped- pedophilia. Of course, a uh, lot of grooming, a lot of de- yeah. devil worship, a lot of yeah. evilness emanating from Joe Biden's essence. And so, you know, obviously they couldn't cut cut a deal with him. And, you know, the other thing that I find interesting, too, is now we do the stupid thing where we fund the entire government in one fell swoop, right? Like yeah. they signed a 1.5 or 1.6. I think this year was like $1.7 trillion at the at the buzzer to fund the government, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, part of me is just like, wow, what a stupid thing to do. Like we used to we used to fund things like three, four, five years out. Um, and now we just do this stupid thing every year. And I'm like, man, this shit is so dangerous. It's like one crazy Republican yeah. session to blow it up. But then I'm just like, but the military's money is tied in. And their money just never gets fucked with. <laughs> you know, like nothing gets in the way of the military budget. Like there will be Democrats and all these other people, a bunch of Republicans coming out of woodworks to be like, no, we're not going to let the Freedom Caucus uh, cost the military budget. That's just, that is indispensable. Um, you know, Raytheon welfare and, you know, all of these, uh, Boeing welfare has to go on. We're not going to do that. 
And so, like, I really wonder if they'll even be able to get some of their pet horses, the crazy shit that they love off the ground. Who knows, man? Um, maybe yeah. some of this was just a show of force and to just warn this guy and then they'll just go with whatever kooky Republican shit they want to do um, and, and not get past. But I, I really wonder what they'll even be able to accomplish because this majority is so, is so yeah. fucking weak. Yeah. Uh, this is like also the kind of thing that like, we'll forget about in six months and, and like, we probably yeah. will barely remember it like two years from now. Like, like Oh yeah. I remember that Kevin McCarthy that would be like, because it was about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we need to stress that they they, they yeah. this wasn't a fight about yo Kevin McCarthy. You need to put you know social security cuts on the house floor. You need to put um some kind of crazy right wing ideological battle policy wise. Like you need to get that up there because we really believe in this stuff, and this is what the, the Republican Party's agenda should be like. You need to really get serious about our policy agenda. Is there's not there's nothing like Matt Gates and 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 Bobert and all of these people that did the Sunday shows and and made their rounds. They had nothing about any of that stuff. This was just straight up like we think he's a he's an annoying kind of Republican and we wish he wasn't the speaker. Yeah. No, I mean it's you know and let's be clear. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is like incredibly evil and one of the most evil people in the universe. <laughs> um, so just to see him as humiliated uh, as he was uh, is worth celebrating. So this whole thing was probably a net positive. Um, also, you know, Jason Whitlock enjoyed it because Jason Whitlock uh, was a fan of the Freedom Caucus. So I'm like, these are 20 <laughs> patriots, you know? <laughs> and, you know, we love Jason over here. He's a friend of the uh, He's the greatest. He's the best. Yeah. He's one of the best that's ever done it. Um, And so, yeah, I'm happy we could tie a bow on that. Um, Yeah, which brings us to Brazil, man. Um, Speaking of, you know, just angry absurd people um alleged people who are allegedly tied to uh former president bolsonaro in brazil quote unquote stormed the capital like a january 6 insurrection um like january 6 mostly people took selfies and you know the difference between january 6 is in 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 um and this Brazilian shit is that Lula was just like, look, <laughs> we're not going to fuck around with these people. <laughs> like, yeah. I will get the military to do awful yeah. things to these people if yeah. it comes down to it. Um, I cut a deal with the people who matter in this country. And um, I have the support, obviously, of my own base. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these people aren't going to do anything. But. I wanted to get your thoughts on people like Steve Bannon and others sort of celebrating this because, yo, as crazy and not crazy, as annoying and as ghoulish as Bannon is, he always kind of has his eye on the ball and yeah. his ability to be like our right wing populist movement has a global glint to it and um has global solidarity i think is quite savvy on his part i think that's something yeah. on the left that we try to do up here when you know there's a quote unquote pink wave in south america or 
anything um, in left politics that is happening in a positive manner, we try to be like, yo, we should feel connected to these movements, these grassroots sort of popular movements that are left in nature. But broadly speaking, like general libs and progressives in America don't really give a fuck. I think Bannon is good at... Oh, look at what's happening in Poland. Look at what's happening with Orban. Look at what's happening here. Like, yo, yeah. the right wing is ascendant. Like, he's really good at finding any and all wins to celebrate. And, and I thought it was interesting that people like him were pointing to what's happening in Brazil and saying, oh, this is connected to what we're doing here in America. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that it's undeniable that there is a kind of new version of right-wing populism again it's not you know i think like you know this is something that danny bestner friend of the pod always is arguing with people on twitter about hello listener guess who's back it's me anthony mays your favorite butcher turned podcast producer and i'm here to talk to you about butcher box butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Fascism in the in the way fascism is traditionally understood, it's not like these aren't the brown shirts in, in, in Germany and Italy and Spain. It's a totally different type of movement. Um, it's a different class base. It's a different different context. There is a there is a much weaker left, uh, much uh, very crucially. Um, so this isn't like fascism in the traditional sense. It does feel like a new kind of right wing populism um, that is largely driven by angry middle class people. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what is. It, it's like it's not the rich, not not the super rich. Like when people try to make like January sixth like the class analysis of January 6th, like, oh, some people flew in on private plane. Like, there's always fucking crazy rich people. Yes, obviously. But the base of, of something like that um, was really- It's middle class folks, man. Middle class folks, yeah. Um, I mean, did you see- the Like, because the... people, cause people who, who um, live, like the rural sort of uneducated, whatever, poor whites who are liking the Republicans more and more these days, they not trekking to no damn D.C. for no damn insurrection. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a break, bro. It's people that could take like off the, work. And ditto like the chairman of Goldman Sachs is not fucking doing that shit. No, you know no I mean? shot. 
No shot. Like, so yeah, this is middle class people. Um, and did you see the picture of the guy in Brazil who dressed up like the QAnon shaman? Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. It's cosplay. It's, it's all. Cosplay. It's all like. It's it's all literally Comic Con for bored middle class right wingers. Like literally, they're dressing up as their favorite right wingers. Like that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Like the QAnon shaman is like their hero. Um, and you know, this doesn't mean that that the right wing. Like, first of all, it must be said the right wing populist movement, the global uh, right wing populist movement of which someone like Steve Bannon um, is talking about, like. Whether it's coherent or not, like I, I think it's, the jury's still out. What yeah. it is, what is clear to me, it's incredibly stupid. You know, like it's it's, <laughs> it's like the fucking stupidest shit in the world. <laughs> but but that doesn't mean that it's not. It can't be dangerous, right? Yeah, and that it can't for sure. Be, it can't be harnessed by like in a moment of crisis. That it can't be harnessed by by like some awful people, and that like people like uh, Victor Orban, which are you know like again, you know, I don't want to like. Uh, discount like the plight of hung of Hungary, Hungary or Hungarians, but is the kind of periphery of global capitalism. It's not like in the fucking belly of the beast. Uh, but you know, you're starting to see people like that take power in Italy and things like that. So it's not completely worth discounting at all. Um, but it, it, it was interesting to see Lula's reaction to it vis-a-vis someone like Biden or or the American uh, kind of liberal establishment, which is like Lula went hard right away you know what i mean and they're gonna investigate and if there's anyone powerful yeah. like rest assured they will they oh will yeah they're gonna get in trouble yeah. <laughs> they're gonna get in trouble in in the united states like they they target they like let everyone there it was obvious at the moment that it was gonna be incredibly stupid and not worth thinking about ever again because they were gonna let every any powerful actor you know, off the hook and, and just prosecute like a handful of fucking middle class dumbasses like the QAnon shaman and, and that's it. And you know? you know what it reminds me of too, and I think certain people on the dirtbag left have pointed this out. Um, it's like you can never discount the actual government and not by the government. I don't mean Mitch McConnell. I'm talking about the feds and their ilk to gin up this kind of shit, right? Uh, if, if people have read up on the, like, countless terrorists that the FBI invented out of whole cloth, yeah. made these, got these people angry, went out and got them bombs and guns and yeah. crazy shit, and handed it to them. them, and then arrested them. Like, it had a tinge and a whiff of some of that ridiculous FBI and, you know, federal government stuff as far as the police are concerned. So it had that with, and like you said, like people who actually matter, who were playing footsie with these folks, um, at the best and outright, like straight up, just help plan it, help stoke it, help do all of that at the very worst. Like these, these folks got off scot-free and Joe Biden, I mean, and the Democrats, like they had no interest in actually going to the mattresses behind this. They, they like it more as just a rhetorical trick, like as a rhetorical, yeah. Oh my God, when the democracy was in danger, it's well, just that, like, Oh just my passed, God, shut up. They pass laws to to hire more cops in the capital, bruh. Well, there's that, and then of course, again, like that's like democracy. 
anti-democratic. Um, again, like this shit with the rail workers is all you need to know about what these people think about democracy. Like those people, <laughs> they have the right to collectively bargain. They voted not to take that damn contract, go on strike, and guess what? The few bosses, the stakeholders, got their friends on the phone, and the government said, "Fuck that." Okay, that's about as anti-democratic as it gets. But nobody in the Democratic Party is going to be like, "But democracy, democracy is in danger." When Joe Biden signs the fucking paper that crushes these folks, man. So it's like, you know, once you once I seen Kamala Harris, I don't know. Have you watched that HBO doc about January six? No. No, you should watch it. No, you should. You should. You should because I thought I thought it I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was going to be some like self-serious blah 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 type of thing it's not it's the opposite it kind of showed showed everybody like it's pretty cool these guys these people are kooks like the government was never going to go down um in fact one of the most prescient clips not prescient but I think um smartest clips in the video is when Kamala Harris was like Pearl Harbor September 11th, January 6th. It was just like for her, like it, it, it's just absurd. It's just, it's just absurd what the liberals did with this incident, right? And we kind of knew where it was going to go the whole time. And, you know, oftentimes we get upset when people be like both sides, but like sometimes that is a both, there are both sides moments. When Kamala yeah. Harris is calling us akin to 9 11, when 3,000 people died? Yeah, that's insane. We got the Patriot Act. I got to take my damn shoes off at the airport and all this other <laughs> yeah. shit out of 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, two fucking crazy wars that cost trillions of dollars. And for her to put January 6th in the same... Like, Bin Laden must be spinning in his grave, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. what? Like, like you put... The He's like, they're comparing me to the QAnon shaman. Like, these jabronis? <laughs> Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Anyway. Yeah. um, But yeah, the, 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 the Brazil thing is, is interesting to watch because, like I said, um, I think the, the most nervous people on the left see some of the right-wing stuff that happens abroad and how ascendant... They seem to be, um, I understand, and something like that Bolsonaro bullshit can, can feed into that. But at the same time, again, there were people at this damn quote-unquote coup or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be, cosplaying the QAnon shaman. I, I, I think yeah. that's that's all yeah. we need to do with that. Yeah. And the last thing, man, before we get you up out of here, Nando. Um, the Ronaldo thing, yeah. Yeah, Ronaldo, man. Um, When the news first trickled out, I thought it was like, I was like, there's no way this guy's going to go play in Saudi Arabia, right? <laughs> like, um, I understand he was really frustrated with his return to Man U. The Juventus thing started off pretty nice, and then it kind of just, yeah. you know, went where it went. But I was like, he's not going to go play in Saudi Arabia, is yeah. he? And, you know, because, again, like you talked about it, Nando, like Saudi Arabia doesn't really have a soccer history or culture to speak of. This isn't like, obviously, they're not like a serious player on the world stage in soccer. And then secondly, it's like, I, I, I understand that they offered him a shit ton of money, but has this guy not made a lot of money already in his career? Yes, he's made a lot of money. They offered him a shit ton of money. Like, I think it was $200 million. Um, 
If I heard three hundred million over two years, or I don't know, but it's a whatever it is, yeah, astronomical amount of money of millions of, millions of dollars, years. yeah. So the other, the important thing. So say, so here's the the story with Ronaldo. There's two things that matter to him. Obviously, he's very competitive. Um, obviously, the money's important. Like he wants to make a lot of money, but he's also extremely competitive. And he, to me, if like if he wasn't gonna find a team in Europe that was gonna be challenging for titles in that meaningful titles. You know, it was unlikely to me that he wasn't going to take a deal that was on the table from the Saudis. Because the other thing that's important for him, because he's so competitive, he wants to stay ahead of Messi in terms of In the of goals career. scored? Yeah, in career <laughs> goals. So he will play until he's in a fucking wheelchair in an official league, you know, in an official FIFA-sanctioned league, you know. Um, cause right now he's 30, he's about 33 goals ahead of Messi or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's going to score a lot of goals in, in, um, he's gonna, Mecca. He's going to count him. Yeah. He's going to fucking count him. And he's going to uh, count him. <laughs> he's going to fucking count him. Uh, <laughs> and FIFA's going to count him. Like they're going to kill official goals, you know? Oh like, my um, God, bro. So that's the other thing that's kind of play, at play here. Um, so, so yeah. So, I mean. I mean, but it's again, it's 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 kind of sad and and uh, you know to see like where he's how he's ended up. I mean, he is this worse? Is this worse? Is this worse than Pele in the New York Cosmos? So much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. Pele was bringing the beautiful game to America and New York City and like glitz and glam. Ronaldo is getting a special dispensation so that he could live with his fucking girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. And, I mean, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, my line on Ronaldo is that he's, he's, he's a fucking weirdo. He's psychotically competitive. Like he's, he's, he has no self-awareness. You know what I mean? Like, it's part of the reason that it made him great in the first place, you know, like that his like insane self-confidence, you know, ability to overcome adversity because of, you know, again, his just like hyper belief in himself, but that kind of drive, which is greater than Messi's by the way, like the the drive that Ronaldo has, I mean, Messi's just more talented and better Mm -hmm. than Ronaldo, but Ronaldo has like that extra bit of drive, like the psychotic kind of, he, it's what's, it's what's not letting him, adjust to his new reality his new reality yeah that he's just older and he can't do the things physically he used to he hasn't adjusted his game you know appropriately or and more importantly he hasn't adjusted his outlook on himself or like the role he should play on a team so he he thinks he's still the guy who was dominating el clasico's killing people in the champion he thinks he's still that person yes wow wow Wow, dominating at Man U the first time. Like, he really thinks he's the same Ronaldo. <laughs> That's his outlook. He has a totally delusional sense of self, mm. you know? Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's why he did that stupid interview. You know, like, he thought, like, that was, was going to work out great for him. You know what I mean? Um, and it's like... Yeah, uh, but he like, called Saudi Arabia South America. Or um, South yeah. Africa, excuse me. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one that he did while he was still a Man U player that basically got Manu to, to terminate his contract. Oh, got um, you. 
he went on Piers Morgan and, you know, while he was still a Man U player, still like under contract and he was just like talking shit about the coach saying he should play more, you know, like all this shit, like just kind of totally delusional. Mm. And he probably thought that that was going to work out great for him because he just thinks like, you know, he's the I'm Ronaldo. It's it's always, it's always worked out incredibly well for me. And that just was not the case. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't know this, but the guy, this dude grew up incredibly poor. In Portugal, oh, yeah. um, he's from the slums, dude. Like, I know he doesn't look it, and he he feels like one of the most glamorous people well, in the history of life. That, but it's not just that he grew up in the in uh, in the islands. Like Portugal has like it's Portugal, and then there's like these islands near Africa that um, that are part of Portugal, and he grew up there. And there's a huge kind of um, stigma to being from there. It's like you're kind of from mm. like the backwater. You know what I mean? Right. So like when he first showed uh-huh. up on the mainland, you know, as like a talented youngster, um, you know, like the kind of mainland guys were like, look at this fucking country yokel, you know, who talks mm-hmm. weird and has a weird accent mm-hmm. in the fucking islands. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there's discrimination internally in Portugal. That of course. Really affected him, you know, like it really mm-hmm. kind of like. Uh, that's like uh that's like Clarence Thomas when he got to college and he met all these Jack and Jill fancy blacks, these like third generation college graduate blacks who basically treated him like he was a country bumpkin. And so he yeah. became the biggest right winger, hater of yeah. all of the black libs that ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, the same sort of uh of idea. And so, yeah, man, that kind of upbringing and overcoming all of that kind of shit will give you a certain disposition and, and sensibility. And I, and I understand that, um, with Ronaldo, but yeah, yeah, this shit just seems crazy. Saudis, the Saudis men are pouring so much goddamn money. And that's what I was going to ask you last to get like, what, what's the, what's the end game here, Spence? (laughs) So, so, cause you know, Messi also has a deal with the Saudis. Like he's not playing there, but they're paying him, you know, um, what they're, one of their big goals, uh, is to get the World Cup uh, mm. the way Qatar did. And so they basically, they're paying off like Messi, Ronaldo. Like they're going to, they're, they're like part of Ronaldo's playing contract is that he will be remain as an ambassador for the Saudi World Cup. Uh, um, if it happens. Next, like, six or seven. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Like to get it to happen. You know? Okay. To show up to like events with, you know, mm. like, yeah. Oh, so, that's and, part of his deal because. Yeah, yeah, you gotta bribe these FIFA guys, and even the FIFA guys are star fuckers. So oh, yeah. having Ronaldo aligned with it is gonna help yeah. immensely. Yeah, because like the, the guy who runs the you know uh, Papua New Guinea soccer federation has a vote, just as the guy who runs the right. France federation has a vote. Right. You know. Right. So like, yeah, and going, you know, inviting, uh, going to Dubai, right? Uh, when a penthouse party. Uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo for the guy who runs the Papua New Guinea, uh, fucking it's a big fucking deal, yeah, yeah, it's a big deal, it's meaningful, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're paying him to do. And Messi, too, they both have deals with with Saudi Arabia. Um, and they're just and they bought Newcastle, you know, for god knows how much fucking goddamn money, you know, and they're pouring tons of money into Newcastle, and Newcastle is going to be good. And they just they care about sports as a way to. I mean, for lack of a better term, launder their image. I mean, we talked about the live golf thing. We talked about the WWE thing in Saudi Mm -hmm. Arabia. Like, they see sports, you know, rightfully so, that people people just fucking don't care about, like, when when sports is involved, like, you put your 
fears aside, like we still watch football, even though like half these guys are gonna like all I'll say to all I'll say to these cats, man. Um, taking two hundred mil or whatever from the Saudis is not the same as signing a two hundred million dollar deal with Jerry Jones. It's just not the same thing, and I would hope that they really understand that and the people around them make them understand that like, yo boy, you better honor this contract to the fucking letter. These people do not play around with anybody, you know? So that's all I'll say for that. But um, yeah, man, that's our show for today. We'll see you guys next week. Become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings. Appreciate you guys. You can do that for a cup of Starbucks per month. We'll see you guys next time. Peace, Dando. Be safe on them streets, boy.